0: There we go. We're there live. we go.
1: Are we live? I'm live. That was from, I'm a, alive. Um,
0: I don't know why this just recently came to my head, but Penn and Teller, the wonderful entertainment, comedy, magic duo, did this wonderful bit where they made all these things levitate. And to show that there were no camera tricks involved in it, every once in a while they would shout, Are we live? and have the studio audience yell at them when they did it. So it's pretty neat. Really? I'll, find, I'll find the clip and I'll post it for you and also post it on our social media channels for our people that are listening to this and want to check it out. Heck yeah. So,
1: and I'll try to copy it to Twitter if that big, yeah, you can post it on our
0: overly active twitter page you need to really (laughs) slow down with all the tweeting that you're doing i will i'm sure people are trying to yeah they're they're like god these guys tweet all the time so this is an interesting segue to get into what we've been watching lately i've not watched Mm -hmm. penn and teller lately of course i am going to watch something with them coming up soon but we'll save that for another episode what my friend have you been watching lately
1: uh i really got into a netflix jam called alice in borderland um it's i guess a korean production that you know is it's a netflix joint though they say it's a netflix production so you know it's all in korean so you can either watch with subtitles which is the way you should do it or it's even dubbed over in in english but that always kind of takes away from it for me but it's without going into too much detail because it's you know it's a really It's an interesting concept. These three guys basically get teleported in the middle of a day. They're just hanging out in Korea, in South Korea, and they just get teleported to the same city they're in, but every other human is gone. It's like they're the only people in the city. And then it goes from there. And again, I don't want to give too much away. It's got a lot of Lost vibe to me. The TV show Lost that was on ABC for so long. You know, just kind of this dystopian feel. But also greater forces at work. A little bit of science-y, sci- sci-fi stuff. But it's also a little heavy in the horror element okay. a little bit not horror but just violence so be warned if you're going into it thinking it's a pg or pg-13 it's not it's probably it's a hard r but it's just yeah. the violence in it but so it's a really it's good, loosely good show.
0: named after alice in wonderland it is not for kids
1: no not for kids don't watch okay. it with your kids and it's it's the main character is actually a male and I, the only thing that ties it into alice in wonderland is the use of playing cards is all hmm. i'll say that i can okay. see so far okay uh, but yeah it's really good i i've enjoyed it uh, you cool. want me to throw another one out there sure. or you want to go back and no, forth? No, go for it. Um, another great one, Kelly and I have both been watching. I highly recommend it to you and Olivia if you haven't already watched it. It's called uh, Escape at Danamora. It came out. Uh, I guess 2018 and it was a Showtime show and I haven't ever had Showtime and so I just kind of flew under my radar. I remember people talking about it and then this week I found another new podcast that I really enjoy and the folks on there just brought it up and all four of the hosts on there um, in unison talked about what a great show it was. So started watching it and Yeah, it's we watched excellent. that when it
0: came out and I think we actually might have mentioned that on the show before. Oh, really? I feel like that's come up. I feel like it's come up before. I don't know if we talked about that I was watching it or that it, I don't know if it was mentioned in past I feel like maybe it was it's been uh, referenced on the show before.
1: Okay, it's it's fantastic, and for people that don't know about it or remember, it's got uh, Benicio del Toro and oh my goodness, i Patricia, Patricia Patricia Arquette. Yeah, and then one other guy that's a real famous, a great character actor. But anyway, the two guys are prisoners at Danamora Prison, and uh, Patricia Arquette is the is one of an employee there. She's not a guard, and I mean the title implies it there's an escape from the prison and how all three of these folks tie into it and their, their communication and their, you know, their relationships. It's just fascinating. It's really well shot. I think Ben Stiller directed Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. He was involved in it somehow.
0: I don't know if he directed it or produced it or what, but he was involved in it. Speaking of subtitles, turn them on for
1: Benicio del Toro. (laughs) We turn them on just because we can't understand. (laughs) That was a really well done
0: show. It was really well acted. I think Patricia Arquette won some awards for it, for her, uh, for her role in it. It was just really well done, really well shot. And that's one of those situations where literally everything that could have gone wrong that led to that situation happening yeah. went wrong. Yeah. So it was a very good good show. Good to see kind of how that went on behind the scenes. I have – well, the first thing I want to say is there's a show on Netflix called End of the Night. Have you watched it?
1: No, I think I've seen uh, I've seen the, um, I want to say uh, the poster for it. But so there no, is
0: a plane full of people that are about to take off on a flight and a guy gets on the plane with a gun and basically hijacks it and says, we have to keep going and going and flying away from the sun because there's something going on that when the sun hits you, you die. What? So they have to basically kind of figure out if this guy is telling the truth, what's going on. Why it's happening, what they need to do. And so they basically just keep going to the next airport they can get to and refueling and then going to the next one and the next one and the next one. Wow. And staying in, in the meantime in a bunch of In nighttime. Time. nighttime. Staying. And basically a bunch of different things happen, of course, obstacles to try and keep them from from getting there, but in typical Netflix fashion, ends on a cliffhanger, another season is coming. But it was really interesting, man. It's pretty intense in some places. I really
1: enjoyed it. Is it uh, English or is it another one of those that's dubbed over, you think? I I don't
0: remember. It's been a little while since I watched it, but I will say that it it was just one of those things that just, it, it was just interesting. It just hooked me. Uh, they did a really good job with it. And there's nobody in it that I remember is famous or that you would know from anything. And I like that aspect, too. Well, that's
1: an amazing concept. I love the concept. That got me hooked just yeah, t- from that and little I want to say it's only it.
0: like six, six to eight episodes. So it's a quick watch. It, it's something you can digest pretty easily. The other thing that I've been watching that's kind of weird is a YouTube show called Food Wishes. And huh. this guy has he has a website and a blog and his name is Chef John and all he does is take a recipe and then show you how to cook it and he never shows his face all you ever see is his hands and he shows you everything as he's doing it and he narrates it and he just cooks the stuff and if you watch it you just learn a lot about techniques and how to do things and it's it's not and I'll watch his videos are like usually between six and ten minutes long and we'll just sit and watch them back to back to back to back to back and Livy Livy pointed out pointed this out to me the other day the reason that it's so enjoyable and that it's so good to watch is because chef John is the Bob Ross of cooking Oh, he has I love a that. super pleasant laid back relaxing delivery and he makes really corny terrible <laughs> jokes and that makes it like the other day he was putting something on a baking sheet and he said Okay, so when we lay these out, we're going to use the Beyonce method. Just a single layer, just a single layer. just And so things like that, you know, or he'll say, um, I'm trying to think of something that...
1: Have you made any I'm of his recipes? I've not made any of his
0: recipes yet. There's several that we've bookmarked that we want to make. But he makes these silly rhymes and you know, he'll say, like if he's cooking like duck flambé, he'll say, you're, after all, you're the Jim Pal of your flambéed fowl. Like he makes these crazy rhymes all the time. He's just, it's just so innocent and relaxing in his cadence and delivery is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So we've been watching, we've been, that's, that's been, we've been burning that up. And it's also the kids like watching it too, which is kind of crazy. You Absolutely. think they'd be bored to tears by it, but they always ask, they always ask questions or say why is he doing this or what is this or you know can we make that sometime last thing oh, i'm going to say is, is my parting shot WandaVision two episodes oh, in it's it just dropped out have you
1: watched it yeah i was really good i enjoyed it people are a lot of blowback to it but I thought what what, it was what great. blowback uh just that nothing really happens it's mostly people that didn't watch and don't know the comics or didn't watch the movies that just saw this new thing on new shiny thing on Disney plus and are upset that it's not action well i
0: like the fact that it's kind of a slow burn so far and that it's taking us slowly through the history of sitcom. I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's so uh, so refreshing and different and fun mm-hmm. and innocent. But there are, and again, this is not spoilers, but there's those little twinges in it and touches in it that make you feel like Something's not like they'll, everything will be really cut and dry and perfectly emulating old black and white sitcoms. And then something happens and there's a stab with the music and like the camera angle changes and like, you know, that something's off. Mm -hmm. And so people that don't, aren't able to follow that. That's kind of sad to me that, that people wouldn't appreciate something that's new and different. We talk all the time about how we just deal with the same retreaded garbage and all they do is repackage the same stuff we've had over and over again to us. And then something like this comes out and it's new and fresh and enjoyable and fun and people still complain.
1: I think it's kind of like everything. It's a victim of not dropping all 10 episodes or eight episodes, however many episodes it's gonna be at the same time. When we go back, even the people that hated this, if they'll continue giving it a chance, if they'll go back when this is all said and done, I think as a whole they will ex- enjoy it extremely just like me and you enjoyed just the first two episodes. It's going to mm-hmm. it's a, but just to have these two episodes and then nothing else. A lot of people that like I said don't watch the call the movies or know the books or know the yeah. characters are obviously really bummed because they saw, oh, it's a brand new thing. It's on Disney+. Plus It's new and shiny. It's got these famous actors. And then it's, you know, Ozzy and Harriet for two, for 60 minutes with a couple, you know, just rando, weird things dropped in there. Uh, but you, I bet, you know, in eight more weeks, people were really going to change their tune. And I suspect it'll be a lot more universally priced. Yeah, I,
0: I, We were talking about it the other night, me and a couple friends, and one of my buddies was complaining about it, and he just kind of said, you know, I couldn't get into it. It was just strange to me and I didn't feel like anything happened. And what my one buddy actually said it kind of echoes what you just said he said why don't you not watch any more of it until it's all dropped and then watch it at once and you'll probably enjoy it a whole lot more absolutely so that makes sense yeah. but it just i don't know i guess i just feel like the way they did it it's got its hook in me yeah. and, and i understand and i understand why they did that they did the same thing with the mandalorian because you generate water cooler talk is still a thing mm-hmm. so when people go somewhere and they talk about like man did you watch the mandalorian that kind of a phenomenon is it had started to, is starting to go away with everything going to streaming and everything being available all at one time. I mean, I think it would be terrible if they dropped every season of Breaking Bad or Sons of Anarchy or The Sopranos or all these things had dropped at the, at the all at the same time because then you and I could have a conversation in like an hour about what would normally take us like ten weeks to chew through mm-hmm. with a show. I think that's a good thing for people to have and an interesting thing for people to have. I, I can't tell you how many times people would say like, Oh, did you see the episode of this or have you seen the episode of that? Or did you check this out? You know, I I think that's at least for me, I enjoy that aspect of popular culture. The slow rollout to me it's kind of fun now. And I'm also very bad about if something comes out that I really like, like I watched all of season three of of Cobra Kai in one day. So I see, I see both sides of it. You know, I I see both aspects and ends of it, but Uh, man, I'm greedy. I I want, I want to, I'm
1: greedy, especially if it's something I enjoy. I want to watch it all as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So like the Mandalorian and like this WandaVision, I wish I could have all of them now, but, but yeah, like you said, after the fact, I would probably be a little bummed Mm -hmm. that I couldn't, take time to like a fine wine enjoy every sip you know i just want to chug oh, the sure. whole bottle yep totally it's great before you finish think, up let I, me throw I, one more thing out there i'm sorry if i'm interrupting your thoughts sorry how uh how dare you <laughs> doom patrol season two is fantastic also oh he's rolling his eyes but doom patrol love that show also y'all check that out i've tried twice
0: and cannot get into it i'm sorry mm. I just Very don't sorry. I don't
1: know you. I just don't know you. I think you will like Alice in Borderland, though. I will give it a shot.
0: shot. You should definitely check out End of the Night. End of the Night is banging. I will. I cannot wait for season two of End of the Night to come out.
1: Oh, we. we I,
0: there's one more that I, we could talk about since we're talking about Netflix. And we, we kind of slept on this. Did you ever watch Outer Banks?
1: I, because Kelly watched it, I kind of sat in the same room. It's the one with the good-looking kids, and they find the treasure. They're searching yeah. for treasure. Yeah, that was a yeah, good yeah. show. The yeah. 28-year-olds playing high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, it was like 902, I know, for for this general but I would have never watched it just Netflix did a disservice to themselves with their little autoplay trailer for that it, it you know the show itself was a lot better than the trailer let on I'm glad yeah. Kelly watched yeah, it
0: Yeah that that was one of those things we just heard about people watching and we never watched and then we were just sitting one day and we were like, and it was on my list because I put it on my list because people were talking about it mm-hmm. I said you want to check out this Outer Banks show and we watched it and next thing I know we're doing two or three a night
1: Really so- did you watch mm-hmm. uh, Mank, Mank, the David Fincher, about Herman, I guess his name was Herman Mankiewicz, the writer of, oh my gosh, it's all in black and white. Who is Who is the guy uh, that, Orson Welles, or not Orson Welles. Oh my gosh, I can't believe my brain's not working right this Hitchcock? second. No, the most famous movie of all time, the most well-reviewed movie of all time about Orson, Orson Welles. Yeah, but what was the movie called that he did? That's the Citizen Kane. Thank you. Goodness Gracious. Rosebud. Spoiler. Yes, sorry. Mank this movie. <laughs> it's his sleigh. <laughs> this movie Mank is about the guy that wrote Citizen Kane. It's supposed to be really good. Take on like the you know the Hollywood studios in the twenties and thirties. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't watch that. It's like a Netflix Oscar wannabe. So I thought maybe you would have seen it I wanted to hear your thoughts. I haven't watched it either. We'll have to revisit it. Absolutely.
0: Well, you guys let us know what you're watching in the comments. It's always nice to be turned on to new things. We didn't really touch on podcasts. I haven't listened to any podcasts in quite a while. I can't remember the last one. I mean every one most of the ones I listen to are murder mystery who done it try and solve things. Mm-hmm. So they get to be a little tiresome after a while i haven't really listened to a good riveting one of those in quite some time
1: well i've been listening to uh, i think i mentioned it earlier it's the guys that did workaholics the tv show that was on comedy central the mm-hmm. three of them and then the the fourth guy that was never really on camera much he was just kind of a bit player but he's he was the director of every episode of workaholic they have a podcast called mm-hmm. this is important that covers things that are absolutely not important it's just the four of them shooting the shit for an hour episode and they are hysterical but they're the ones that recommended Escape at Danamora, which was really, they actually had a serious oh, moment for one minute of their show so that's why I was like, I have to watch that if they all liked it.
0: Do you, uh, and I, I this is my theory, do you think that the pandemic has put a hurtin' on podcast production?
1: No, I think it's, if anything it's ramped it up. Everybody and their mom has a podcast now. They're all, we're trailblazers. Well, They're all copying us.
0: Well, I mean, like, in terms of deep investigative journalism style podcasts where you, like, if you're trying to look into something it may not be as easy to go visit your public office of records or go interview people and get with them and things. I just feel like in terms of talking about what you're watching on Netflix and throwing some dick jokes (laughs) in there, there's probably like, like, like we do, there's probably hundreds of podcasts out there and even ones that have sprung up because of the pandemic. But in terms of, you know, for, again, I'll, I'll say the term investigative journalism or long form storytelling, it doesn't seem like there's as much of that going on as there was. A couple years
1: no you're right yeah i bet you're very right that the pandemic has thrown a wrench into that because that's something that you can do relatively quick if you are producing episodes like that as opposed to like these tv shows and movies that are i'm amazed they're still pumping out i'm thinking how are they able to still do this is because so many of them were already in the can before last march Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah i'm guessing investigative podcast on the downturn but shooting shooting the shit and dick and fart jokes are way up podcast
0: two two bands that i listened to actually just released material that they had had done since before the pandemic really one artist one artist released a video that they shot a year ago and the other one released an album that he recorded like a year ago
1: what album did chumbawamba release Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was called uh tub thumping Two, still thumping still
1: thumping <laughs> Still thumping,
0: Heck yeah. It's okay. So I'm going to send you a video, and I'll I'll link to this too. You have to remember that we needed to link. Oh my gosh, things.
1: you got a lot of linking. Um,
0: there's a really interesting backstory and history about Chumbawamba, and I think we actually did talk about again. Oh, we I think did. We they about they yeah, our podcast yeah. Before they took them. They copied yeah. the manual by the KLS. Yes, yeah. So. I remember that. Interesting stuff. It all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Well, we've done two 20-minute two podcasts in the past two weeks, so I hope you loyal listener chuckleheads are happy that we've been over-delivering lately. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> America. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, as always, See y'all. Bye-bye, everybody.